This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, March 30th. Corey, there's a lot of sports stuff going on. Opening day. Opening day. Opening day. Opening day. Woo! There's always next year starts today. Yeah. Twins and Royals right here on KWAD 2.30 pregame, 3.10 first pitch from Kauffman Stadium. Got to hope it's warmer than uh, downtown Wadena right now. Probably, probably a little warmer at least, right? That's the hope. Hopefully, for crying out loud. I mean, you'd guess so if they're in Missouri, but... Missouri. Missouri. The show me state. Show me some warmer temperatures. Uh... It's uh, Steve Harvey going to the board, and it just has the three red X's. Used up all of our attempts to ask for that. Right. Are you, like, pumped or what? Yeah, I, I would say I'm pretty excited for this opening day. It's taken. It feels like it's taken forever to get here, but uh, I've been ready for spring training basically ever since Carlos Correa said he was coming back. So, like, that's that was my point of when I was all in on this year's Twins team. They go out and get Pablo Lopez to fortify that starting rotation. We're going to see him pitch in his first regular season game for the Twins today. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of excitement that comes with opening day. I think opening day for Major League Baseball is, one, the best opening day of any league, and I think it's just one of the best days on the sports calendar every single year. How can you not be romantic about baseball? How can you not be romantic about baseball? Um, let's. I'm going to steal a bit. I'm going to just straight up steal it. Okay. Are the Twins a 90-win team or a 90-loss team? 90-win. They're closer to 90 wins than 90 losses. I think I agree with that. Now, I've been wrong before, so I'm not, you know, believe it or not, I I'm, I don't know everything. But Well, uh, it wasn't that long ago where after coming off a good year, they lost the first 11 games of the season, and you, they were done. There's no coming back from that. Yeah. And that didn't happen that long ago. No. And by the way, they also came into 2021. I thought they were like a 95-win team, and they won like 75. So, you know, it's all relative. Uh, anyway, other than that, be excited for opening day. Uh, that's today. Uh, Twins have already released their opening day lineup, Corey. They did like yep. 24 hours before game time. Yep. Which was actually pretty cool. They had like a nice little video had a, like opening a pack of baseball cards. Max Kepler leading off in right field. Carlos Correa playing shortstop, batting second. Byron Buxton at DH, batting third. Then Trevor Larnick in the four hole playing left field. Jose Miranda at third base, batting fifth. Nick Gordon batting sixth at second base. Joey Gallo at first base, batting seventh. Christian Vasquez, the new catcher coming over from Boston by way of Houston, batting eighth. And rounding out the lineup for Rocco Baldelli, hitting number nine and playing in center field Michael A. Taylor I'm a little surprised about Kepler leading off I am too but also I don't know who else you're gonna put there except for Buxton yeah and Joey Gallo had let off a lot of spring training games to end spring training so you thought maybe they were leading in that direction that although a ridiculous choice that guy's gonna hit a buck 97 this year <laughs> and uh it will be ready for it it's gonna happen at yeah some i point. know that's why he can't be your leadoff hitter <laughs> uh if actually though somebody pointed out on twitter max kepler when uh 2019 2020 even a lot of 2021 rocco baldelli loved to use him in the leadoff spot so yeah that's fine He's like it's like Rocco Baldelli's comfort food is to put Max Kepler in the leadoff he like spot. He fits the prototype. He takes a lot of walks, puts the ball in play. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Um, can I tell you? I've I've talked about him a lot, and I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to ask you the question. Okay, but I am irrational. I pick, there's a player every year I get irrational about and mm-hmm. ir- irrationally positive about. Yeah, there's always one that I just I just I just love him. Um, and that guy for me, as you know, is Trevor Larnack. Trevor Larnack. I am. I am just sold on Trevor Larnack. I um, and I believe that if he has a good year, the Twins will have a good year. If Trevor Larnack can do what I think Trevor Larnack is supposed to do, it's going to be a really fun season for the Twins. I love that guy, and I can't explain it. He's a, your prototypical cleanup hitter. He'll strike out a little bit, but a lot of home runs, a lot of doubles. A little slow as a fielder, but at the same time, pretty competent out in left field. He's a left fielder. All left fielders are slow. Exactly. So, like that's he's he's just got that prototype of a corner outfield slugger that you can put in that four through six spot in your lineup every single day. Who is your irrational favorite twin? So and I, I I use the word irrational because you can't say Buxton or Correa. Yeah, like I get it. I I'm totally mm-hmm. yes, of course they're the best players and and it's outstanding. Uh, but you know, there's always that one guy, the there's one that guy, one guy. Like I don't know, I can't. Explain you're just it. pounding just the table that. for. Like, I just love yeah. that guy, and I can't really put my finger on it. Yeah. So uh, there's a so for the Twins, there's really nobody on the big legal roster right now. I I agree with you on Larnick. I think he's got the potential to be really good and has played well when he wasn't injured. So, again, health is going to be the huge thing for Larnick this season. Uh, I think Kirilov is the same vein. I think Kirilov having a good year also means the Twins have a good year. He is, uh, he coming up through the minors, was just raved about how good of a pure hitter he was and just how well he, how natural his swing was and how he, like we talk about Luis Arise being a good average hitter. Kirilov could have been a good average hitter who also hit a lot of home runs. Like he had that makeup of a guy, and he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. And, of course, it's his wrist, which particularly affects your swing that he's had a lot of work on. But I think if Alex Kirilov can ever turn it around uh, and play healthy, because, again, like Larnick, when he's been healthy, Kirilov had a stretch in 2021 where he looked like a very, very good big league hitter. So I, that's that's the one I'm irrational about, and I'll probably be wrong. He He's already starting the year on the IL, so we'll see I what know. happens. That part um, makes me really nervous. Uh, yeah. Two straight years of this now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, but I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I think the same thing, but it's, um, what's that stupid cliche? The best ability is availability. But is that a Bud Grantism? I, well, I don't know who it is, but it's, but it's the way people use it. The first time you use it is wonderful. The way everyone else uses it now is very corny. Uh, it's also true. Yeah. <laughs> In this particular instance with him, there's some other players, Buxton, <coughs> Byron Buxton, you got to be able to play. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to play. Um, I want to come back to the Twins. Okay. In a, in a j- jiffy. Uh-huh. But I just really, really quickly, Timberwolves lost in Phoenix, 107-100. Most importantly out of this one, though, they were in the mix again. And in over the final eight games of the season, the three most difficult were the first three of those eight. And they went two out of three. Yeah, I think now last night was a tough loss because you were in that game. Phoenix is a good team. Kevin Durant, you beat them with Kevin Durant back in the fold, and Jaden McDaniels did a nice job guarding KD. Uh, the last five minutes, or maybe even the last ten minutes of that Wolves game, turnovers, bad shot selection, and just missing shots. I think is pretty much 
I mean, the ref, the refing issue is something that just can be talked about in its own entity. But for now, I think those are the three things that lost the Wolves game last night. Is yep. they took some bet. Uh, Ant t- sometimes just hucks up a three when he like early into the shot clock when he doesn't quite need to. Carl Anthony Towns down by seven points with thirty seconds left. Tried to drive inside, like tried to spot up his guy and get a two. Like man, you got to just start shooting threes at that point. W- wasting time to get a two isn't going to help. Anyway, point is. Uh, that was my takeaways for the Wolves. Yeah, game. and that's and that's in a vacuum. I think that's fine. But we also are coming off of they played their two best fourth quarters yeah. of the season in a like yeah, it's a little nitpicky on the road yeah. for all three. I mean, it's not it's nitpicky. It's relevant. It doesn't take away the trueness of it. Yes, but also in the three toughest stretches, three toughest games in a row. Over their final eight, they won two or three. That's nice. Um, They'll the take wild, that ten times out of ten. The Wild are the best team in hockey. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just listen to this, Corey. The Wild scored two shorthanded goals to win four to two over the Colorado Avalanche on the road in an environment. I was watching a little bit of the game last night on TNT, Corey, and uh, there was a decent amount of Wild fans who made the trip to Colorado, as that usually happens. Uh, but it was a fun atmosphere, but still tough to go into Colorado, into the ball arena, and get a win like that because they were a point behind the Wild in the standings. Not only did the Wild win, but they won in regulation, which means that they got the full three points, and they are now ahead uh, they're now four points ahead of Dallas and Colorado. Not only did they get two shorthanded goals in the game, but uh, Gaudreau got both of them. Yeah. He scored both of them, so that's uh, that's pretty awesome. They're hot right now. Uh, uh, both of those winter sports teams, they're hot. They're on fire. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean... When you when we talk about the Wild all the time, last year they played great throughout almost the entire season, but then the last month or so just felt off. And now this year it's the exact opposite. They felt off all season long, and now this last month they've just played out of their minds. So it's been really fun to watch. All right, let's go back to the Minnesota Twins. Let's do this thing. There's always next year begins today. We reintroduce our favorite game. Name, Name that, that twin. Bump, bump, and Okay, first question I have for you. Okay. Which three players are the tallest on the roster? Ooh. I'll give you a hint. They're 6'5". Okay, uh, I'm gonna go. Larnick is one of them. Incorrect. Really? I think so. I think that's incorrect. But I. But he's he's in the category of the next tallest. Okay, that so, is incorrect. Okay, so the tallest twin. Um, two of them are pitchers. Two of them are pitchers. Okay. Um, Bailey Ober doesn't count because he's not on the team. That's correct. Um, uh, two of them are pitchers. Who am I missing? I don't uh, know, man. I. Mm, this is going to uh, annoy me. Uh, Griffin Jacks? Uh, Griffin Jacks is not the correct answer. <laughs> they are. That buzzer also counts as you're out of time. Yohan Duran, 6'5". Ah. Josh Winder, 6'5". And Joey Gallo is 6'5". Yeah, I, I should have thought of Gallo. I didn't know he was that big. He's a big dude, yeah. Uh, who is the shortest player on the roster? Donovan Solano. Donovan Solano is the correct answer. How tall is he? He's like, uh, he's like uh, uh, five eight. 
He is 5'8". Very good. Very good. Uh, Very I know my. Good. Don, I know a lot about the man they call Donnie Barrels. Uh, all right. Are you ready for this? I am going to give you the players, like, 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 back of the card stats. Sure. And I want you to name that, that twin. Oh. I will end with the number. Bats right, throws right. Five ten. 195 pounds. This is out of the pitching category. Bats Okay, so throws right. Bats right, throws right. 5'10", 195 pounds. Let's go Pablo Lopez. That is incorrect. It is Sonny Gray, CJ. Uh, uh, I know, really, It's really always sunny try. in Minneapolis. Um, bats right, throws right. 6'1", 185 pounds. I forgot to give you the number in the last one. I'll give you the number here. Number 18. That will be King Kenta Maeda. Did you see that um, that pitch count, that pitch thing that they use to communicate yep. with each other? Yep. Um, the batter could hear it uh-huh. the other night, and he still struck out. Like, he did not give up a single run. Yep. What Maeda was on the mound. Did you see that? Yeah. That's amazing. King Kenta. Um, let's go with um, uh, bats right, throws left, six feet tall. 205 pounds. Where's number 56? 56. That would be Caleb Thielbar. Caleb Thielbar is, in fact, correct. Um, I'm not going to do you. Uh, there's only two guesses, so I'm not going to do a catcher. Okay. But did you know that Ryan Jeffers is 6'4"? Yeah, he's a big dude. He's huge. Vasquez is 5'9". Um, let's see. Let's move to the infield category, and we'll go um, bats left Throws right, six foot tall, 160 pounds. Hmm. I'm going to go Nick Gordon. That is Nick Gordon. Batch right, throws right, six foot, 205 pounds. Number? 12. 12. Uh, Kyle Farmer? Todd Walker. No, yeah, that's right. It's Kyle Farmer. Very good. That's very good. Uh, let's see here. Final one. Um, Bats switch. Throws right, 6'1", 206 pounds. Outfielder, where's number 50? Willie Castro. Wow, good job. I was almost going to guess it right at the switch hitter, but I didn't know if you count Polanco in that group. So. Also, did you know that Michael A. Taylor is 6'4"? Yeah. These guys are huge. Uh-huh, and they will never look like it on TV. They will never look like it ever. Go Twins, go. Go Twins, go. Opening day starts today. The run at the World Series begins now, and as I say that, they'll lose 90 games this year. But a lot of optimism that reigns, and hopefully there will be Twins baseball this afternoon on KWAD 2.30 pregame, 3.10 first pitch. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, March 30th.